Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is February 2nd, 2024. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Witchway Magazine. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Uh, We are talking about time this week. And we talked about the magical, the lore, the history. So today we're talking about the medicinal. And this comes to us from WebMD.com. So thyme is an herb with a very distinct smell. And the flowers, leaves, and oil are commonly used to flavor foods, but also as medicine. Thyme contains chemicals that may help with bacterial and fungal infections. It also might help relieve coughing and have antioxidant effects. People commonly use thyme for cough, patchy hair loss, dementia, and many other conditions, but there isn't much uh, scientific studies to support these uses, which, yeah, I mean, studies result from people paying for studies, and people who pay for studies need to make profits off of those studies. So, Typically, things like this aren't studied. Most people, there isn't reason to. Um, however, keep in mind, time and the wild time are different. So you want to make sure that uh, you are considering the correct thing when you are um, trying to look for any homeopathic sort of thing. Um, let's see if there's any side effects. So uh, thyme, while generally safe, of course, and some can cause skin uh, irritation when used topically, uh, you might, and for those who might be allergic, so kind of common stuff. All right, moving into some headlines, this comes to us from boingboing.net, a university offering master's degree in magic and the occult, and this was written by David Peskovitz. So. I love this. I definitely want to do this one day. The problem is all of the uh, universities that have a degree like this, it's not online. Like you have to be there physically. And of course, you know, it's not always an option. So let's go ahead and learn more about this. So do what that will shall be the whole of the law, proclaimed Aleister Crowley. And if that will, to get an advanced academic degree, the University of Exeter's new Center for Magic and so terrorism nope so okay so we have a thing in new orleans called esoterotica which is like a erotic poetry reading and it's so ingrained in my brain i don't know how to say the real word anymore just know it's uh so you know uh so yeah Uh, This new interdisciplinary center is offering a Master's of Arts degree in Magic and Occult Sciences. Oh, Master of Arts. That's interesting. 
And before you get all debunky, note that the curriculum isn't focused on being a practitioner of magic, but rather exploring the long and diverse history of uh, witchcraft, ritual magic, occult sciences, divination, and related topics. This MA will allow people to re-examine the assumptions that the West is the place of rationalism and science, while the rest of the world is a place of magic and superstition, says the program's director, Professor Emily Salev. Magic and the occult have been and remained an enormous part of the Western culture, and it is foolish to deny this or to refuse to take it seriously. Rigorous study of these subjects allow us to re-examine the relationship of humans to the natural world and of different human uh, cultures to one another. That's exciting. It's exciting. I want to take it. I want to take it. Oh, man. All right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, February 2nd. The last quarter moon continues to play detective in Scorpio today. Here, the moon squares the sun and trines Saturn. We might be in our feelings today, having the sense that we are getting lost in the crowds and not being recognized for what we contribute. The trine to Saturn gives us the impetus to work hard, but we have to get over these feelings around being acknowledged for the special sunflowers that we all are. It's not healthy to look for this kind of validation from outside of ourselves. Folks are not always willing or able to give it. And that's not a reflection of our worth, only a reflection of their capacity. Take some time today to remember all the things that you love about yourself. You have value, and that value comes from within, not from without. Your daily moon mantra is, don't let someone who doesn't know your value tell you what you're worth. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Revolution of a Witch is a prompt journal made for witches by witches. Do you believe in good versus evil? What three items would be used to summon you? Who has been the most impactful person in your practice? These questions are meant to not only help you think about life from new perspectives, but to elevate your magic as well. Whether you want to write your responses and move on, or use this journal as a jumping-off point for future conversations with friends, Evolution of a Witch is a judgment-free space for you to share your thoughts and ideas. Evolution of a Witch by best-selling author Tanya Brown is available for order online at your local bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we have been talking about Imbolc all week, and the official day was yesterday. However, you know I don't believe in that whole, like, it must be on this day or nothing matters and nothing counts. Um, I think you can celebrate it whenever it most fits your schedule. Let's be honest. We're modern witches. We have, like, people we're responsible to, jobs and chores, like, you know. So I'm going to go over a few more ritual ideas in case you haven't done anything yet or you haven't quite decided what you want to do. Hopefully, if nothing has sparked any interest so far, maybe today we'll find something that does. 
So this first comes to us from learnreligions.com. Now, first off, you can do an in-bulk altar. Uh, we saw one of these um, in our Facebook group. I think Teresa posted a picture of her in-bulk altar. So yeah, you can uh, put things for the season or the hope of the season or what you want to gain as the world becomes more fertile and the earth unfreezes. Again, corn dollies, things like that. If you are a witch who likes to do worship or deity, uh, that sort of thing, you can do prayers and blessings uh, and specifically to Bridget or any other goddess that may be or god or goddess that you work with. You could do a candle ritual. Uh, they write hundreds of years ago when our ancestors relied upon the sun as their only source of light, the end of winter was met with much celebration. Although it is still cold in February, often the sun shines brightly above us, and the skies are often crisp and clear. On this evening, when the sun has set, uh, light seven candles and perform a ritual welcoming back the sun. Or do a ritual saying goodbye to winter. I guess it depends on your mindset, like glass half empty, half full sort of thing. You can do a meditation, right? Reflect on what winter has been for you. Uh, reflect on lessons you've learned. Reflect on maybe difficulties and what you hope new beginnings brings for you. You could, um, like I said before, I think it's a great time for initiation, right? We're moving from the dark half slowly into the light half. And it's all about newness. We're moving from crone to maiden, which so it's a great time for initiations, new friends, again, this newness, right? So if you are part of any sort of circle or coven and you want to have initiations, it's a good time. Next, house cleaning ritual. So I'm not a huge fan of spring cleaning. I I I, I guess I understand. But it's like, oh, summer is typically more social, so you want your home to be super ready for people to be in and out of it. At least that's my guess on the point of spring cleaning. But I really like when we focus on cleaning during these transitions from light and dark parts of the year, right? So like Embolk, right? We're moving from dark to light. And then Beltane, where we're moving from light to dark. I really always view those as really great opportunities. And the reason is, is because Beltane, we're, we're typically going indoors, right? It's getting colder. We're starting to get cozy. We're starting to get huga. We're starting to get um, comfort. And doing a big clean before we're about to spend a bunch of time inside, I think, is really smart. And then, of course, the opposite with Embolk, right? Now we're doing the opposite. Now we're going to be slowly starting to go outdoors and doing a deep clean from our kind of um, hibernation season, I think, is really great. So they highly recommend self-care and physical nourishment, which I like this idea, right? Again, we're warming up. We're moving our body from hibernation status to activity status. Uh, so you could do something that really nourishes your body. You could maybe do a deep hair mask, a skin mask. You could uh, look at your food situation. How have you been eating? Have you been eating in a way that fuels your body and your soul? Do we need to make changes there? I know I am always the person who I really love rich, savory foods. I love, love stews and sauces and meats, and I'm definitely that person. So I shine during the winter time, and I always have to remind myself, hey, when it gets warmer and uh, summery time, we need to eat more fruits and pineapples and uh, things like that. So we want to focus on, okay, are we nourishing our bodies? 
Uh, you could do a milk bath to give a little nod to Cleopatra. I love these ideas. Next reflection, right? So self-care isn't just about physicalness. It's also about mental. How are we doing? And what changes do we have to make when it comes to our mental health and our surroundings and our friendships and our relationships and, you know, even tech cleanses? Do we need to uh, cleanse our desktops? Do we need to get rid of all those photos that we have duplicates of on our phone? Do we need to clear out our inboxes? We want to kind of do these self-care tasks that aren't just about doing a facial and getting our nails done. Even though I will say for me, getting my nails done is actually a huge thing. Um, I always view it as so, uh, I view it as so luxurious to get my nails painted by someone else. And and so that's something I kind of have to be like, no, you can spend $30 for you and it not mean anything. So I guess it depends on who we are and on what self-care looks like. But we have to remind ourselves it's not just about physical, but mental and environment and tech, right? Uh, let's see. Ooh, fostering our inner light. So remember how we talked about Danu and how Danu was the mother of gods, right? She is the ultimate mother archetype. And about how something we can do for Embolk is we can go, okay, what do I need? What do I need from this world? What do I need to move forward? What do I need to go into these new seasons feeling cared for and humble, you know? Um, But on the flip side, if you are somebody who is feeling generous and is feeling good and stable and structured, how can you be help to other people? And that is where I think we see the fostering of inner light. We all have light inside of us. We all have the ability to be help to others, to be that saving grace. And sometimes we're like, okay, I'm doing well. I have this extra mental and maybe emotional load I could give. What could I do to help the people around me? I think is a really nice way to foster our inner light. Now, worship, deity worship. Are you a worshiper? Um, Personally, I'm not, but we all can be in our own way. So do you want to do goddess worship at Embolk? Of course, we already talked about Bridget, but there's other gods and goddesses. There's other kind of these maiden goddesses that we can focus on and chrome goddesses, depending on what you want to do. Do you want to say goodbye to a chrome goddess or do you want to say hello to a maiden goddess? All right, let's see what Spells 8 has to say on their suggestions. Um, Of course, they talk about making corn dollies, which is such a cute craft. That's really great if you're working with people who are maybe newer to Mandrak. Um, and you want to have them do something that's really tangible. So great for children, great for circles, casual circles, uh, things like that. Next, we can decorate for spring. Oh, I love this. So when I uh, went on a tour of the Gallier House in New Orleans, uh, in New Orleans, the Gallier House is a kind of look at what like 1800 Victorian life would have looked like in New Orleans. Something they did that stuck with me is how they dress up and dress down the home during these big kind of uh, seasonal transitions. 
So, for example, going into spring from winter, something they would do is take down all the heavy tapestries, take down the curtains, roll up the rugs. Uh, they would place uh, crisp linens over the heavy velvet furnitures. They're kind of taking the heaviness and warmth out of the home and bringing in a lightness. And I thought that was such a great idea and something I wish I had thought about because New Orleans, um, a lot of us don't have central heat or air. So that's how I ended up with an icicle in my sink. I don't know if, ever, if everyone heard about that, but I had a whole ass icicle in my sink. Um, we get really, really cold. Um, and we get really, really hot. And I love this idea of dressing your home for those for those uh, seasonal things. So for spring, things you could do is take down your heavy curtains, replace them with light, airy curtains. Um, if you have dark, heavy furniture that's velvets and suede, maybe get, again, light linen to drape over it so that it's... Uh, feels more comfortable and you know like your thighs aren't sticking to the to the couch um roll up the rugs put them away things like that we're making our homes airy uh let's see what else i think that's pretty much everything oh yeah prepare your garden i think we talked about that before but if you are a gardener start preparing for that start planning start um mapping out your flower beds start preparing your seedlings Oh, and we had a little bit of a follow-up from one of our listeners. Let me pull it up very quickly. Oh, it was Teresa. Okay, so Teresa commented. She said, you noted Groundhog's Day and its nearness to Imbolc. Bridget is tan uh, tangentially related to that day. It is believed that Groundhog Day came from the Celtic goddess uh, Kali, who rules the dark half of the year while Bridget rules the light half. On what is now Groundhog's Day, if it was sunny, she would go hunting for more firewood so there would be more winter. If it was cloudy, she would stay in and not get more wood so spring would come. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, let's see. Sharon then comments underneath and says, I love this and always watch the weather on Imbolc to see what the Kali is up to. Some traditions see Bridget and Kali as two facets of the same entity. There's also stories from Scotland that the Kali would keep Bridget prisoner in her cave to hide her light until spring. If you ascribe to Jungian interpretation of caves as the subconscious, I would think it's possible to view Bridget's imprisonment as reflective of the introspection of winter and the cave of the soul which would fit with the crone energy of the Kaylee. Oh, Sharon, I'm always down for uh, Jungian uh, in, uh, interpretations. Yes, let, let, let's always bring that in. Um, I love this. Thank you for uh, the expansion of our conversation. I really enjoy it. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I have a few shout outs to get through today since uh, yesterday we had an interview, so just bear with me. I want to give a shout out to Bonnie Jenkins, Bonnie, you scrumptious, esoteric barn owl, Jennifer Myler, you perfect, kind vampire, Katie Garcia, you innocent, wise sun goddess, and Willow Lewis, you scholarly, sophisticated pixie, Arlene Fried, you insidious, talented sun goddess, Ashley Hirawaka, you insidious smashing barn owl. Oh my gosh. Brandon, you wicked innocent woodland creature. And Portia Bishop, you brilliant, brilliant 
Pretty dragon. Oh, cute. All right, witches. Uh, we don't have a card pulled today because I just moved and I don't know where the book is. So once I find the book, we will get back to card pulls. Um, and that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we talk about can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.